Happy American Thanksgiving, everyone. Gwen Jones here from the podcast, and I'm taking a little bit of a break to enjoy the holiday. But instead of giving you my usual message saying, hi, everyone, I'm going to uh, take a break during the holiday, I decided to do an encore presentation of one of our most popular podcast episodes, Evan Burrell. Now, as you'll hear in the beginning of this podcast, Evan Burrell not only told me about his popularity, but about his wanting to leave Rotary. Anyhow, it's an amazing conversation that I still think about all the time. And spoiler alert, Evan is still with us. Thank you, Evan. Anyhow, it still was a great conversation that I think about often. Are we literally bragging too much? Are we not bragging enough? And for the people who are loud and proud, are we stifling them? Are we encouraging them? Or are we going to survive without them? Hmm. Something to think about. Anyhow, enjoy the Thanksgiving holiday if you're here in the States with me. And enjoy this encore presentation of Evan Burrell on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Take care, everybody. Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people that proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, this week, we're going to meet a Rotary celebrity. Yeah, that's right. A celebrity. A celebrity that has a Facebook page of over 25,000 fans. A celebrity that has his very own Rotary three-piece suit. A gentleman who has made a mark, not only in Australia, but around the world. Evan Burrell is joining me this week, and he joins me on the eve of handing in his resignation from Rotary. That's right, his resignation. Now, at the time that we made this recording, he was still thinking about it, but his letter was written and signed, and I was truly honored that Evan was willing to sit down with me literally in two worlds away from each other to talk about why he even wrote the letter. Now, please understand, as far as Rotary goes, many would say that Evan Burrell is the future of Rotary. He is a walking billboard. His pins are wanted all over the world. He has introduced Rotarians as superheroes, and his smile and laugh are absolutely intoxicating. Why would somebody who is such an amazing part of Rotary want to leave it? Well, like I said, I was honored that Evan was willing to open up and explain these reasons to me. And it was a conversation that I will not forget. This week, Evan Burrell joins me for a true heart-to-heart conversation on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. And I am so, so grateful that you have joined us. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am really excited this week because I finally am meeting a gentleman who uh, I've been stalking on Facebook for quite some time, and I have been stalking him because Evan Burrell is uh, probably the gentleman known in the rotary suit, Uh, and yes, I'll be putting up a picture of that. He always has some great pins that he has collected, and he seems to be a part of so many fellowships, doing so many wonderful things. And when it when I go out and ask people, who should I interview for the podcast, Evan's name has come up again and again and again. And he is joining me in the future from Australia, because in Washington, I'm, at, I'm in the evening here in Washington, and he is joining me in the morning in Australia. Evan, thank you so much for joining me today. And it's such an honor to finally meet you. <laughs> G'day. Uh, thanks, Gwen. Thank you very much. Uh, it's, it's great to... Uh, to be here and to talk to you and uh, uh, thank you for the the opportunity to be able to present or speak uh, you know speak on your podcast oh, well thank you and how is the future is everything uh, doing pretty well on the, the 16th yes the future is bright and it is sunny <laughs> down here in Australia and we are pretty much coronavirus free uh, so we've got a <sighs> we've got a whole handle on it down here you know 
we are wearing our masks and oh, actually no we're not really because it's it's you know we've got really low rates of community transmission or barely anything really so our country has is doing very well so it's a nice day in australia to get uh, out and about without uh, without any uh, any any issues to worry about well wonderful and and i hope that will soon be us in a, in a couple months. In the meantime, I, I am very lucky that I work for myself. That's all. Mm. <laughs> in my home. So let's do these great questions. Uh, sure. And uh, okay, let's get started. So what's your earliest recollection of Rotary? How I mean, what, what was your first experience with the organization? Was it that wheel? Um, so my very, very, very first recollection was um, going way back into the late 1990s. Uh, I, I'm not a very religious person uh, or, or really that sort of politically motivated or, or much of a drinker, even though I am Australian. Um, so <laughs> at, at the age of 18, uh, I was looking for, you know, well, actually, I wasn't looking for anything to do. I was quite happily to to sit at home and play the the Nintendo sixty four as it was back then. Yes. Uh, but my mum, my mum was really keen for me to get out of the house and sort of meet some new friends. I, I mean, I'd left school, um, and she was a rotor actor in the nineteen seventies in Australia, and and there was she something that caught her eye. Um, in a local newspaper uh, about a new Rotaract club that was starting in, in my area on the northern beaches of Sydney called Manly. And so I, I went along to that, uh, to the first Rotaract meeting in June of 1999. And, um, you know, I just sort of met these amazing people. But at that time, I didn't really have any idea about what Rotary was. Um, certainly they didn't tell me about it with Rotaract. Uh, and my sort of first exposure to, to um to Rotary was about six months or so later when uh, I think it was like at a club changeover or like handover ceremony, all these old people started turning up and I'm like, well, what's this? <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, old, old men in suits with their ties and resplendent with a thousand pins on their lapels. Right. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, my first sort of exposure to that to Rotary was that, and and then you know our, our club was involved in some early projects with Rotary and cooking barbecues, and and uh, we were sort of putting up some shade sails at a school and other little bits and pieces. So, my very first memory was was that kind of uh, that kind of experience, um, and and also sort of um, uh, seeing the the wider area of Rotary uh, was when I went to Ryla. Was, was that in, in, in sort of the early part of the, the year 2000, in January of 2000? So you, you've, you've been in touch with Ryla. You've been in your, – your mom was a rotor actor, uh, yet your initial uh, interest in rotary was a bunch of old white guys in suits with lots of pins. So what made you want to join? Well, well, honestly, <laughs> honestly, honestly my, um, who isn't introduced to rotary by a bunch of white old guys with, uh, with pins on their lapels? I mean, that, you know, Well, that's true. Uh, yeah, okay. Call, our organization has cornered that market. <laughs> yes, we have. We're working on it, but yes, yes. <laughs> So then, what so, made you want to join then? Well, look. Um, so I, I really, uh, I really enjoy, uh, enjoyed uh, what I was getting out of Rotaract, and for me, it was a huge, um, you know, opportunity to for friendship. And um, I really, I mean, look, I. I I, I didn't really join Rotaract, uh, or I suppose in some parts Rotary, to, to, to change the world or, you know, I, I really joined to meet a girlfriend. You know, that was my, that honestly was my main, my main, I, my main goal for that. Um, and uh, Normally that's um, why guys like learn how to play the guitar. Yeah, so. of course. Of course. <laughs> um, I, you know, plenty of strumming, but no, I'm not on the guitar. Okay. Um, so um, I... Uh, you know, so that was my main main reason. So, and, and I did that. I, I sort of met my my girlfriend then, and she she became my wife. Unfortunately, we are no longer together. But you know, that's that's sort of two thousand and twenty for you. Right. Um, but uh, uh, so that was sort of my main goal was for friendship. You know, mm-hmm. really, and um, and then from that, you know. I just sort of uh, branched into sort of the leadership opportunities that, that sort of Rotary and Rotary presented itself to me. And also, too, in my district back in those days, um, you know, Rotary really was a second thought. 
And so I, I tried my best um, and using my sort of my very loud personality. Um, so I sort of put Road Rack to the forefront in my area when I was sort of in charge of it, you know, like the district Road Rack representative and that sort of thing. And so then from that, you know, I had opportunities to go to the Rotary Convention in Montreal in 2010. And that's when I really saw the bigger picture of Rotary and, and, um, for me, I moved into into Rotary in 2011 when I turned 30, and for me, it just felt like a natural progression. So, but uh, Rotaract and Rotary are two totally different beasts, and um, uh, I, I hearken back to the days uh, and reminisce of the fun times I had in in Rotaract. Because in Rotary, I've sort of it's yeah, it's it's a totally different kind of kind of way of doing. Well, you can you can tell by the by the sound of your voice that I'm 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 sensing that it's a totally different animal and not exactly fun. I mean, it, it no, sounds uh, like it sounds oh. like one is it sounds like there's a there's an order that you like better that you're you're missing the rotor act. What was it about rotor act that kind of you you seem to be looking at fondly? Well, see, see, the thing that's missing the thing that's missing. Uh, that I found in Rotary and the comparisons between the two is that in Rotaract, um, one was that the emphasis wasn't so much about um, having a meeting or, or the, the the onus put on you to, to if you don't come to things, then you're not seen as being part, uh, participant from. The other thing I liked for Rotaract was that the, the friendship element. I mean, of course, there's friends in Rotary, and, and I know that's the, you know, Rotary is kind of an, a, an acquaintance kind of a business type thing and, you know, different people getting together. But I think, you know, for me, if Rotary, imp- would, we could improve our membership if we were just a little bit more friendly with each other, like a, a kind of like a stronger family an abundance, kind of what I felt with Rotaract. Mm. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been in four, um, Four different Rotary clubs in my in my um, you know since 2011. The first mm-hmm. Rotary club I joined um, was I was kind of asked to join that club to help them alleviate some of their issues. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, um, you know that was all good in theory, but in it's practice, a lot of responsibility. Were, yeah, and in practice, they weren't willing to to sort of you know I think they were, I think I I felt a little bit tokenistic because they paraded me around like a, as a young member. And, yeah. uh, you know, but then they weren't really interested in listening to what I had to say or anything else like that. And I had disagreements with uh, the power brokers that be, which seems to be a kind of a trend that happens with me in Rotary. I seem to butt up my head, butt our heads against the, those that are in, in sort of running the show. Um, and, uh, and then I sort of moved on to, to an e-club, which was, which was awesome. And, um, uh, and then sort of work. And other different things sort of, sort of necessi- necessitated my move, and then I joined um, a Rotary club called Taramara, uh, which I had a lot of involvement with through my years in Rotaract, and it was an awesome club. And um, and I left I left there because I moved I moved mm-hmm. out of the area, and I and I joined uh, the Rotary Club of the Ponds, which is Australia's first coffee club, which actually is an extremely appealing. You know, Rotary Club. We meet on a Sunday afternoon oh, nice. uh, for coffee, uh, tiny twice a month, and it's incredibly family friendly. But now I've kind of moved again. I've moved far away from that area, and I've actually moved closer to my old my old club of Taramara. So I'm sort of at an existential Rotary crisis about whether <laughs> I whether I rejoin my old club and stay in my other club, and and um, and those those who are probably listening and those who know me know I, I you know so passionate about rotary and passionate enough to actually spent $500 of my own money to get a suit made. But, you know, I'm, I, I'm kind of, 2020 has been hard. I'm, I'm actually mm-hmm. really getting some rotary burnout and, um, you know, I've been really struggling over the last couple of months to decide, certainly with some of the personal issues that have affected me, but, but also, you know, whether I really am, you know whether I should really stick it out and, and stay, or whether I should resign from Rotary and and then and do something else. So, uh, you know, I mean, that's probably going to be a surprise to a lot of people, considering the amount of work and effort that I put into it. But, um, well, there's know, a, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to there unpack is. there, and and I think, and I think you bring up some amazing points, some points that have been brought up by others, and. Um, before we we uh, say goodbye to you on Rotary, let's let's 
let's pinpoint a few things. Um, hmm. One thing that you that you bring up is that uh, you said that you you butt heads with with elders. And you, you and I, I believe, are, are uh, uh, members, co-members of the I'm Gregarious Club. And sometimes gregariousness and being out there and being energetic and my background is show business. So you get me at any Rotary event and I just turn into the Grand Dam and let's put a show yeah. on and let's do yeah. it. And let's, let's get a $500 Rotary suit. What the hell? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm proud to be a Rotarian. I wear my pins. I wear my hats. I wear my, you know, and you can, it, it can rub people the wrong way. So then it turns into, are we the change? And that's my vote is that we are mm-hmm. the change. We need to get, and are they, are they just the old folks and it's time for them to change? I mean, is our, is it, is it your gregariousness? Is that what I it could think, be? I, think so. I mean, yeah, I, it could, possibly could be. I mean, I'm an actor myself. Um, I, I've, you know, uh, sort of a part-time actor here in Australia, a lot of TV commercials and things. So, um, you know, I've got that kind of that, that showmanship background too. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm very gregarious and, and, you know, I'm very, a very creative person and I think, yeah, I think that that does butt up against some of the conservative, um, old-fashioned elements of of Rotary of seeing someone like that. I mean, I appeal to to many, and then I I don't appeal to lots. So, um, uh, so it so and I and I get that, and I and I find it I find it extraordinary because if you if you look at the big picture uh, up at RI they want younger they want all shapes and sizes all colors all everything we are an international organization but somehow yeah, that I'm, doesn't trickle down and what trickles no. down is there are procedures and there are ways and we're an old boys club and, and I agree. I agree with I agree within what you're saying there. And um, um, but but the trickle down so much. I mean, as you say, RI wants it to, us to be you know the young and da 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 da. But they they do want that. But they want that in their their own parameters. They want okay. to control that kind of that kind of narrative. And with me, um, you know, I'm incredibly popular on social media because I create my own narrative. I Correct. I understand exactly well, that what, one, that is what social media is for. That's right. <laughs> it's to create and your so, own narrative, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, so, so I mean some can say, oh, it's a bit of an ego trip for me. And sure, but there's really I mean, honestly, for me the amount of stuff that I sort of put out for Rotary, there's no real fringe benefit for me to, to do no. it other than just exhausted. Um, but I do it because I'm passionate about it. I really enjoy it. And the thing is, I feel myself, which with what I do is I'm kind of like a, a truck driver who drive, who's driving around a truck that has a huge, big rotary advertisement sign on the back. And right. so I'm just driving it from town to town, from area to area, um, just being a vehicle for, for you know, showcasing the brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the things that, that sort of the Rotary superheroes things and the little pins and stuff that I did a few years back, you know, again, was kind of capturing some sort of attention and, and sort of marketing our message. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've had some amazing experiences and get some, you know, met some amazing people and all the opportunities. And it's, I just wish we could somehow be better at, at sharing our experience with others to bring other people along for the journey. Uh, and sometimes I feel, and I know there, there is certainly plenty out there who to kind of emulate and do what I do, and, and, and that's awesome, but I just kind of wish more people would take a leaf out of my book and, uh, you know, and, and really try to showcase the amazing things that, that, that we're doing and to try to do it in a way that attracts a new audience of people that aren't sort of all stuck in the mud and, and old-fashioned, you know, the views, but fighting against like, that. Like maybe, maybe that. putting on a podcast or something. Oh, of course. But I get it. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'm one of the people who even in a, in a, in a micro of this whole thing, I, I, I can't stand club runner. And we are there. I, I said like, it. I, yeah, I said I it. I don't like either. Sorry, I don't like <laughs> you know? And I mean, so I think there is. It, I'm wondering if it's if it was the gregariness that put people off, or the fear 
and and I think in my way, talking for the United States, I think it's the fear. We have had these groups of older folks, these civics organizations, and it's not just Rotary, could be lions, could be eagles, the elks, all of these, all of these men and some women have been in these groups forever and this is what they do and they meet and they have breakfast and they have coffee and they write checks and they make the world a better place. And I think the 40 through 55 year olds that are coming up now are, that's all well and good. I'm happy to write a check, but they are more action oriented. I want to serve. It is service above self. I want to serve. I just don't want to sit around and write a check. And I think some of these groups are having a real issue with like the last gasp of the way it was. And I think Mm -hmm. you've hit, you've hit smack into this is the way it's always been. And you scare us. Yes, of course. Um, but also too, though the way the way the world is at the moment, and certainly with social media, is that you know we kind of need to try these little gimmicks and things to get ourselves to get the eyeballs to see to see who we are and what we do. Like I think for a long time, we, Rotary and the mindset was that we let you know we let we rest on our laurels and let Rotary speak for itself, right. and that's fine. But unfortunately, nowadays no one's listening to that. So we have to find those agitators and those change makers and those storytellers who can wear loud Rotary suits or mm-hmm. Rotary sunglasses or you know those people to kind of help sell the story. But what we don't want to do is you know we all kind of want to embrace and encourage those people that that obviously are able to to talk about Rotary and not discourage them. And unfortunately, I find, and certainly I've had plenty of experiences where, uh, you know, I get discouraged and it could either be things like not using the brand, you know, to the 100% correct or, or uh, you know, not going through the 5,000 committees to, to get an answer about something or, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, yeah, so not following it's the It's nice rules. to know internationally the same hiccups are there. <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course. Right. Now, now uh, look, and now, they, I mean, I, and I hope the listeners don't get me wrong either. I mean, I take Rotary extremely seriously, but I'm not all that serious about it. You know, you can mm-hmm. have fun and you can, you know, break the mold a little bit. And, and at the end of the day, if we can introduce a new person to our organization who is able to help someone else by giving back through Rotary, then we've then what we've done is, is achieved. And so if all my crazy shenanigans and all my you know weird and wonderful graphics and all my other different bits and pieces, if they have encouraged either one person in Rotary to stay in Rotary or they've encouraged one person who's seen Rotary in their area, seen stuff that goes on and wants to be a part of it, then I know I've done my job. And I have to even tell myself to remind myself to say, look, well, you know, there's things that that affect me and, you know, obviously I've got to see the bigger picture. I should try and stay involved and stay involved in Rotary and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, even even someone as passionate like I do, I still have, you know, those moments of doubt where I wonder whether it's all worth it or not. Oh, of course. I mean, and that, which then, you know, always leads to the question, you know, do you quit before the miracle happens? I mean, do you just walk away right before, you know, it gets through people's heads that we are changing and that there needs to be changes? I mean, I mean, and you know, the good, the good thing is like Rotary is changing. It really is. And certainly this mm -hmm. year, and more than ever, you know, with the embracing of Zoom and how we're sort of talking now and all the other sort of stuff, that's great. The change, That's all sort of changing. But I tell you what's not changing in Rotary is the politics. The politics of Rotary are not changing. And what do you mean by what? So explain to me what you, what you feel the politics of Rotary is. Well, I think that that's the the vying for leadership positions and the you know um, uh, the sort of nepotism in some respects on some areas of it, or being seen that this person's having to you know oh, I've paid my dues for twenty years, so I should be expected to do this, and then the you know um, sort of the petty jealousies in some areas of club leadership, district leadership, and and further up the ladder from there, and and also you know like and, and I've seen it from myself and, and change makers who are doing their best get stifled by the 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 hard hard wall elements of, of, of some of the rotary clubs and districts and whatever else that that put blocks to 
um, progressive ideas and new ways of doing things. And so there, that that's the sort of politics that 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 I that I see that it doesn't really change from Rotary. And now it's not indicative of our organisation because it's no. in every no. it's everywhere, you know. Um, and it's and it boils down to really is human nature. Mm-hmm. Seeing perceived success of someone else doing something great, something out of the box. Well, I wish I was that person, and I'm not that person. But I'm going to do my best to make sure that that person fails because it makes me feel good by seeing someone stumble or something like that. And that's an inherent of of um, of a, a structural organisation like what we have here. Or I don't. I, I maybe stumble is is harsh. Maybe just the idea of it scares me. That yeah. behaviour by that person scares me or may embarrass me. And so therefore, because it embarrasses me, I'm not, I'm not willing to have it continue. Is it, mm-hmm. is it, you know, well, and it, so one of the questions then, and I, that I have of my 10 questions that is always gets into everything. And I think it's very interesting with this conversation that we're having is the four-way test, mm-hmm. because if there is a, blockage, if there is people that are stuck in their ways, if there is a sense of tradition that is stifling the future of Rotary and the future of enthusiastic Rotarians, is that fair to all concerns? Is it building goodwill and better friendship? I mean, is of the things we think, say, and do, you know, is it the truth of the situation? I mean, it's, 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 please, you were saying. I mean, and and I mean, and that's and that's uh, uh, the four-way test. It, it really is the litmus test for us all. And I mean, when Herbert Joe Taylor came up with that test, um, and I've been to his club in America, and you know, so it was a big privilege for that. And I've read his read his little biography. I'm I'm that much of a tragic Rotary nerd that I've read the biography of the guy that came up with the four-way test. There you go. But, I love um, it. <laughs> I've, I've even got a Paul Harris signed uh, book as well. So I'm, I'm you know. Uh, You're super geek. That's uh, so cool. Super, super rotary geek. Um, <laughs> but so the thing is, though, the thing is with the four way test is that I think for, for a lot a lot of us is that um, 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 the four way test is a mirror, it's not a window. You know, so we, we can't use the test to to put on others on how we expect them to do things. It's a it's a it's a reflective test on how we're supposed to conduct ourselves, and um, uh, you know, and sometimes I, I see that that uh, if if anything, particularly on social media, and with plenty of Rotary groups, if we someone's posting an opinion that doesn't appeal to others, the, the four way test gets brought out to say, well, that I don't, you know, that doesn't work in with my opinion, um, you know, so. Uh, we're very complex creatures in Rotary, mm-hmm. but I, I think, um, and when I talk about us Rotarians as superheroes and the whole, right. because I'm a Superman fan, is that, you know, Rotarians, um, you know, our end goal is to help someone in need. You know, that's, right. that's, what, that's why Rotary started in 1905. Of course, it's for a couple of our guys to get together and, uh, you know, network and whatever else. But they obviously saw a need in Chicago to, to build toilets or they saw, a, you know, one of the earlier actually projects was giving a horse to, mm-hmm. a, to a local doctor uh, before they moved on to the Chicago toilets. But, you know, they saw, a, they saw a need and Rotarians see a need in the world and in the communities and they're in a position to be able to do that. And I think sometimes we we lose sight of that goal and get so caught up and bogged down into you know the politics or the or the you know, the you know the signs and the logos and the um, you know all that other kind of stuff and of, of sure all, yeah the checklists and they are yeah. all important and I mm-hmm. I know sometimes value them over others but the thing is is that at the end of the day we need to help people and we need to uh, encourage other people to help join us to help others. And I think that's, it should be always our main focus. So let's be the devil's advocate here. Let's say mm-hmm. that you, you were given that, that Ms. Jones next year gives you a call and says, Evan, I want you to not just be assistant PI director for Australia. I want you to be, I want, here's your budget. I want you to be in charge of PI and do whatever you want for Rotary International. Hmm. What would you do? Uh, Even if it scares people. I mean, like if you had an uh unlimited budget and you didn't, if you didn't give a damn ish, what would you do? 
Um, well, for a start, I would try to recruit some uh, well-known ambassadors, brand ambassadors for our organisation. I would um, not focus so much energy on showing all the, you know, like the, the, the images that you see all the time of people helping other people in other countries and all this other kind of stuff. As much as all that's great, I want I want our messages to to relate to a uh, you know to to those individuals. So you know, I would also spend millions and millions of dollars on social media advertising and targeted targeted. Um, targeted uh, uh, marketing so that we reach the people who are actually more likely wanting to help and volunteer our organization. You know, I would work on a large scale, you know, um, uh, viral, try to get a viral television campaigns and, and actually spend some money on, on getting professionals to help do that for us and not relying on, you know, the, the, some of the amateurish efforts that we sort of come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, of course, you know, the, you would consult with others and things like that to get things done and different markets are all different sorts of things. But I think, you know, the idea that I've had um, was that I, that, that's been pretty popular a few years ago and I'm going to get it relaunched. It was be the good. And I think that would be a campaign. If I was to say I had the money today, I would launch uh, that across the world, which is be the good, you know, believe there is good in the world. And then the highlighted of those words is be the good. And then I would, I would appeal to people um, through, you know, the, through snappy graphics and social media advertising, televisions, and, you know, get celebrities or something to say, you know, uh, you know, uh, is there good in your heart? 2020 has ripped it out, but be the good and mm-hmm. appeal to them, the basic uh, instincts of someone of, of humans to, that there is goodness inside them and they want to, they want to give, you know, they, they want to help help people and so that would be my sort of that would be sort of my uh my tagline i'd spend millions on that on on appealing to people's um uh natural instincts of goodness and yeah, they're better and angels they, right correct indeed yeah. and how they can be the good and um uh, but we always the only the only issue is is we have with rotary and from certainly from my point with marketing and all that is I always have the sort of the McDonald's analogy. And it was really, I mean, there was a movie called Falling Down with Michael Douglas, if yeah. you can ever remember that. Great movie. Um, but in, in, in that, in the, there's a scene where he goes to a, a, a restaurant and he orders the whatever it was from McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wendy's and uh, and he looks up on the menu and sees this amazing looking burger and then what he gets given is totally different right uh, like it's hang on a second and so that's my McDonald's analogy for Rotary is that we talk all about the great stuff we do and we do this amazing stuff we end in polio we change people's lives in local communities and do this and do this and da 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 da, da. but sometimes the delivery of what we've what we have to offer and what we're selling is is a little bit different like for example if someone was to watch television or see a Facebook ad of all the amazing stuff stuff that we do but then their only introduction to rotary is through a local club that has the boys from jurassic park at it and uh, you know and they're and we're eating sitting around having food. breakfast at 6 30 yeah. in the morning and talking about, yeah or, yeah or reading reading another serving of rotary uh, chicken right. and uh, and we're rehashing the same old same old same old same old then of course that that kind of is not going to appeal so right um, that I disconnect think, that we speak of that's yeah, a that exactly total right. and completely disconnect yeah exactly right and i think this is a good thing that that is rotary is starting to change is the opportunities for things like the satellite clubs or purpose-driven clubs or coffee clubs you know like you know we've for me i've kind of um like the kind of the buffet menu of rotary mm-hmm. you know instead of just having the same old here you know uh, meat and three vegetables oh, right. look, here's the buffet menu i'm going to have a little bit of this we'll have a little bit of that i'm going to have a little bit of that it's kind of like rotary today here's a little bit of coffee clubs we've got e-clubs and this right. this and that and that and so it's trying to drum up those sorts of options to to a vast for array of people to to get involved so yeah yeah well i i again i, I challenge you to not give up before the miracles happen and but it is yeah it's it's interesting i think that i i wish there was a way that we had a magic pill or a magic answer for that disconnect and that and it's interesting that that disconnect is not just australia um that that disconnect is not just the united states i will have to say of where it is not nearly even close is on the continent of Africa. I've talked in quite a few countries 
on the continent of Africa. And there are many young people, and that is also because the population, of course, is younger, but Rotary is thought of as just like, like you're in that elite, amazing club of individuals that are literally changing the world every single day. It's like yeah. the, the true essence of what I think Rotary wants to be is very much like Malawi, Africa, is very much like Rwanda, is very much like these other clubs that I've talked to that are just doing all these amazing things. And to wear a Rotary pin is just like, wow, you're in Rotary? How can I be yeah. Rotary? That is yeah. freaking amazing. And yeah. I wear my Rotary pin and... I, I can't believe how many people have said, you're in Rotary, really? But you used yeah. to you used to do stuff down in LA. You used to be in showbiz. And I'm like, yeah, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> it's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, it, I have several friends that are still down south that are just like, Gwen's doing a Rotary podcast? Why is she in Rotary? Yeah. And see, that's the thing. Why is she in Rotary? Like it's, Why is she you know, in Rotary? Like it's a bad thing kind of thing, you know? Um, but the, you're right. I mean, I've got lots of friends in, in places like India and the Philippines and things like that where Rotary is huge and, and it's really vibrant and, and it's like the thing to do, the thing to be in, to be, to be involved. And I think, If you're I think in your that, 30s, I would say. Yeah, that's right. To that's interrupt, right. yeah. But, but I think that's, that in itself is, is systemic of, of the Western the Western values and the Western the way we've been changing, certainly, you know, countries like Australia, New Zealand, England, particularly England and mm-hmm. the United States, where being a part of that thing is, is you know, see, what, what what's the problem, I think, Gwen, is that, um, you know, it's the club mentality. Rotary, I think, going forward into the future, we should be asking people to join the movement rather than join the club. The club, club, you know, the club itself is kind of so insular and so, um, you know, we've, we've sort of boxed ourselves in, but if we could, if we could join the movement, you know, like the Rotary International Movement, kind Mm -hmm. of like you join UNICEF or if you join, um, you know, I mean, even to, and I'm sure that there's going to be some people are going to get all upset for this comparison, but I'm just using it as a comparison. Things like the movement, like the Black Lives Matter or like the, you know, the cause-driven rallying cry for people from all shapes and sizes to get together to Mm -hmm. achieve results that they don't feel are being achieved and so mm-hmm. um you know rotary in itself now i'm not comparing rotary to black lives and the matter so, so your listeners don't, don't no but no 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 i get i get exactly what you're saying that there is yeah, a yeah. there's i mean we have four clubs i live on an island out here in the puget yeah. sound and i have four clubs on this island and yeah. before covid the four clubs would never talk to each other yeah and that's ridiculous. And yet mm. to, to use the words, join the movement, a movement means we're already a part of a family, yes. you know, and we're already a part of an organization. Yet there was the morning club at the South End and the evening club. And my particular club is a cocktail club. We meet at cocktail hour, literally in a winery. So mm. it, it, yeah, it's, it, it is fascinating that we don't talk to each other. That we're not mm-hmm. part of a movement. We're separate. We're separate entities under an umbrella. And that's, yeah. I think you may have something we're, there, sir. We're like, we're, we're franchises. You know, that's all it is. Yeah. We're franchises. You know, and, and I've, I've seen plenty of Rotary clubs that should have the franchise revoked. You know, like you go in there and you're not failed, mailed not to feel welcome or the, the jokes are terrible and sexist or they're not inviting for women. They're not inviting for people of different sorts of, you know, gender identity or, or you know. My, my thing, Gwen, is I think that no matter who you pray to or who you have sex with or who you vote for, um, there should be no barrier for you to be in Rotary. There should be no barrier for you to be able to help someone else in need. Um, I, and, I, and, I agree. And, and we, we ourselves in our organisation are the ones that are stopping people from joining us. You know, now not not tarring everyone with the same brush, but you know, how can you expect if you want younger people to join your club if you're not willing to do something that make a club appealing to a younger person to be involved? You know, you, 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 like people aren't people don't wake up out of uh, in the morning and get out of bed and decide they're going to join a Rotary club. You know, <laughs> it's up it's up to us to kind of lead them on to that journey. And like even as I say, you know, you can't lead a horse to water, but we can at least do a job by actually getting the horse to the water. You mm-hmm. know, and then making it up to them whether it drinks it or not. So, 
Um, and that's just, that's why I do the things that I do. That's why I put out the the graphics and stuff, and and talk about the pins and talk about all the and share my personal story and experience with Rotary to try to encourage others to do the same because it's that personal approach and it's that personal experience that others see that makes them want to be a participant, you know, and, and to be involved and, and for them to see or realise in their heart about being the good and going forward with that. Well, and I and I think the your McDonald's analogy you can use for this franchise. I mean, I think it's funny that yeah. fast food has gotten into the podcast here, but it is very true that you've gone, you know, the, if all the ingredients are the same for a double cheeseburger, it is amazing how they can change from restaurant to restaurant to restaurant. And, and well, yeah, no, not so much. I mean, what I'm saying with that is like, yeah, you see the, the double cheeseburger um, or the whopper with cheese up on the up on the screen, and it's awesome. It's you know, it's like three times the size, and steam's coming off, it looks great. But then what's delivered to you in the packet, it's like, hang on a second here is a cold uh, breakfast with a bunch of yeah, old guys that just want it, yeah, 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 yeah. So the, so one thing that is that is rather wonderful, and and we'll we'll tell people on this podcast first is that um, I will be having the president elect uh, Miss Jones on the podcast here in a couple of weeks, and one thing that I was talking with her assistant about is that I want to freely like say some of the concerns that I've had over the last couple of weeks. I mean, not or last couple of uh, seasons, I should say. You know, not only is she a groundbreaker of being a woman, but she was willing to, she would like to hear what, what people have to say. And one of my questions that I ask a lot of Rotarians is, what do you think Rotary can do to grow in the future? And I ask you that question with one ear and one thought on my interview with Ms. Jones. How do you think she can change Rotary in the future? Well, the funny, the funny thing, I've got some small anecdote. Um, I, Jennifer picked me up from the airport in Detroit um, a couple of years ago, and we, um, uh, I was attending a peace conference that she organised. But so, so we went from uh, in her car, and it was a wet Detroit day, and we went uh, to a little bar, as a, like a. Um, um, God, I've forgotten the name of the green, the green gables or the green, something like that. And we had a little, uh, a couple of this, a little uh, uh, whiskey and we were talking about the, the rotary life and things like that. And then, uh, then Jennifer dropped me off at the, um, the Henry Ford museum to look around at the cars while she was doing some, some board work or whatever she was doing at the time. Right. But we had some great conversations her and I in the car on the way to the peace conference. And, uh, she's an amazing, an amazing Rotarian, uh, and, and an amazing insightful Rotarian. And, and I think her selection as as, as the president of Rotary International in a few years really, I think would have, had, um, finally, people would have said, finally, you know, it's, it's happened. It's only taken 30 years. Right. And the, the problem is, you know, why did it take 30 years? So, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, how do you think, think, how do you think she can change? How do you think we all can change? Well, um, I don't know necessarily. We talk a lot about change in Rotary and I know, I know I'm sort of sounding a bit of a hypocrite by now saying what I'm saying, but I think it's a case of not changing so much is transforming. You know, is, is, is having that transformative approach on how we conduct who we are and what we do and be nuanced in how we sell that message and, and market that to, to a new audience. So I think she would be a very transformative type of person, certainly from the my encounters I've had with her and conversations we've had over the years, um, a very much a, uh, you know, um, improve upon what we've already built and, and, you know, you know, change that to a degree or transform that to a degree on how we can make that more appealing to others. Um, and I, I, I just, sorry, I just forgot the initial question that you were going to ask her. Do you want well, to say to me? That's okay. Because I, 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 well, I was asking about how do you think Rotary could really change in the future? But one in thing I, that, that is interesting to, well, go, we'll just back up then. So what, how do you, how do you think we can grow in the future? How do you think we can, we can make these changes. I think think, how we can – well, we really have to um, look at the the, – obviously, you know, obviously no one's found the cure to death. So there's – you know, because we know there's a lot of Rotarians are are sort of uh, passing on and and, and, uh, there's all that that experience that's going out the door with that. Um, But – 
know, if we don't make these these structural progressive formative changes now, then I do wonder whether or not Rotary will still be around in thirty years' time. You know, of course, I do think there will be elements of that. But as we see Rotary today, I don't know if whether it's necessarily going to be exactly like that in thirty years' time. Mm-hmm. So I think what we need to do into the future is we need to be we need to become a movement. You know, we need to become a, a coalition of of um, of partners. We need to do a lot more with play people like the Lions Club and Kiwanis and all these other ones, all these other civic civic organisations, and actually have some cause driven. Um, a movement where we can implement some some pr- proper progressive changes to society as a whole and how we do things. Now, of course, some people listening to this are going to say, well, geez, you know what? I just want to come along to my Rotary Club and see my mate Frank and have my Rotary chicken and we, we, we ring the bell for Christmas and that's about as all that I want to do. And you know what? My issue, my, I have no issue with that. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. Do that. Mm-hmm. But my issue is, is don't be a voice that stops someone else from trying to to do other things do you think there's a do you think there's a a, and i I think i kind of asked this before in a way but those are the are they do you think there are people afraid that in your new ways that the respect for the old ways will just be forgotten or just trampled on i mean i'm a huge history buff you just said you went to the ford museum so you love your history um, is there? Yes, yeah. there is a respect for what has come before us, sure. but they're not. They're not still producing the Model T Ford, are they? No, touche. <laughs> <So, Yeah. laughs> In fact, yeah, I think yeah. your new Mustang is electric, so you can't get much more. You know, yeah. So what I'm saying is that you know we can respect traditions of old, we can understand, but we can kind of learn from that and move forward. So as I said, the analogy, my analogy is they're not still producing the Model T Ford because there's obviously after a hundred years there's a there's you know the cars, the Teslas, and are totally different to what's came beforehand. But right. we learned from what was built before, and we've improved upon and improved upon and improved upon. And and we're still improving upon into the future. So, you know, just because something has worked well for 50 years beforehand, that's great, but it's not going to work the same exact way for another 50 years. So things have got to be constantly improved upon. And there's no point us wanting to hearken back to those days because the world's moved on from that. It's just, mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. You know, we can't, it's like the old man yelling at the cloud. You know, there's, you can yell as loud as you want. You're not going to stop it. You're not going to change anything. You know, right. you're not going to, you're not going to change it back is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think we, through this crisis and the coronavirus, I think we are on a precipice of, of, of how we actually move forward with our organization. And I think there's been a lot of change that's happened in Rotary within the last, say, five to 10 years that, that would have happened in the last, you know, 50 to 60 to 70 years. So we're certainly on our way forward. But, um, you know, my thing is, is that I just think we need to, you know, be a little bit more nuanced in how we market and and how we, I think, I think new clubs are the way forward of uh, and new cause-based clubs when I say clubs, new new cause based ideas are the way forward for us to attract, um, uh, you know, the next couple of generations of of giving service back, because you know people who are like you know oh, Generation Y like myself or Millennial, whatever. I'm actually I'm kind of like the cusp between Gen X and Gen Y, but you know Gen <laughs> Z and all these other ones, you know, all these awesome interactors and all that stuff. You know, there is goodness in everybody's heart, no matter whether you're, you know, you. One year old or a hundred years old, mm-hmm. and we we as an organisation just have to find a way of teaching that out for them to be involved and in how they can can um, you know be a part of Rotary or use Rotary to help better someone else's life. Yeah, well, so much that we've talked on Evan today, and and again, um, as we're finishing up here, I thank you so much for sharing your real intimate thoughts with me and being not afraid to just let it out there. I, I usually end the podcast with the, um, with the elevator pitch question that if you know somebody who is interested in rotary, what do you say? I also know that you were like you just said at a precipice of trying to figure out if even though you are in your own right, rather a star of rotary, if you still want to be a part of rotary. So with those two coming together, I ask you, 
you know, what do you say to someone who's interested in being a Rotarian? And what are your final thoughts about Rotary for you? Sure. Well, just just before, just to back up a bit, I don't know who would want to be stuck in an elevator with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my elevator pitch, though, it's not this, you know, uh, ten-word, uh, you know, ten-sentence preamble. If, if someone, if I wore a rotary pin or wearing my rotary shirt, and more importantly, if I wore my rotary suit, because I know definitely someone's definitely going to ask me about that because that's happened before. Absolutely. What's rotary? What do rotary do? And I, I just simply tell people we help people. It's what we do. Oh, okay. How do you do that? Right, bang. Then I go, oh, okay, well, for example, my Rotary Club, uh, we, we've just sent a, a container load of um, school desks and books and things like that to a, to a community in Vanuatu, da 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 da, da. So it's, it, it leads that opening question for you to then talk about your personal experiences that you're having with Rotary and share that to a new person by just saying simply, if they ask what's Rotary, we help people. It's what mm-hmm. we do. Bang, go from there. Um, so you don't have to say, oh, we're an organization of 1.25, million people. <laughs> Which I always get the number wrong anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> Just let me go back and I'm going to pull out the card, the phrase, I forget it. Right. So, yeah, we help us. So, um, you know, my, my thing is to Rotary is that I think um, the, the organization has had a huge impact on my life and um, in a both positive and negative way. Um, the positive outweighs the negatives, don't get me wrong. Uh, and I just see the bigger picture for what we as an organization have been able to achieve for the last 116 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, nearly 116 years, and I constantly think by when I go back and I, you know, read the, you know books about Paul Harris and stuff that I've got, or Kim as a person, and he, his sort of ideas of bringing people together, and, and it kind of ballooned from there in a way of kind of uh, you know, friendship and fellowship and helping, you know, helping the common the common man, so to speak. Is I honestly think that um, the 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 lives that have been touched by the work that Rotarians have done over these last 115 years, you just think about how many billions, and I say billions of people, have been have had their lives been made better by the work that Rotarians have done over these last 115 years. And so it's imperative for us as an organisation to not let our work die in vain because of our inability to... Um, not move the organisation forward to to reflect the changes of society and how we deliver that by still being stuck on, you know, wanting to eat chicken instead of fish or something like that. Right. You know, it's really important for all of us to get out of our own ego and even myself too and, and you know, um, um, to see that we need, regardless of whether they're going to join your club or, or another club, we for, to, to to achieve what we're trying to achieve, we need people involved, and if we can let the crazies run the asylum for a little bit, you know, to perhaps try their way of doing things, and if it's improvements, that's great. If not, well, we learn from that, and we and we try to you know again move forward from that. Um, I just think that um, it's too important to us all to let this small you know, ego-driven politics of it all to ruin the experience for, for people that just want to help others. And, um, um, you know, I've kind of talked myself back into staying, to be honest. Yay! The well, there um, you go. But, you know, like, I mean, I had my moments. Maybe I'll just take a bit of a time out and that's probably all that I need. But I honestly, and I'm going to close with this, 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 this little thing, Gwen, I honestly do believe that Rotarians really are the modern-day superheroes. We we are all just get along. We all go along on our daily lives and, you know, with our secret identities on them. When the call comes in, when help is needed, you know, we, we take off our 
take off our clothes. Um, we, you know, we that's not my our, Rotary our, Club our, is, is our not identity. usually that way, but yeah, yeah, not that way. We, you know, but we, we put our pins on and we put our, you know, uh, um, Rotarians at work shirts on or our apron mm. or whatever it was, and we 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 roll up our sleeves and we help we help others. And okay, we're not rescuing cats out of trees or or anything right. else like that, but but we you know we really are modern day superheroes. We are Rotary heroes. And I wish and I hope that the Rotarians who listen to, to the, the, your podcast um, can just see and kind of, um, you know, that, that no other organisations out there um, can, can change people's lives like we can. So I'll end, I'll end it on that positive note. Well, thank you. I, I, I was looking forward to this phone call and, and I think uh Rotary in the world would just not be as as fun or as uh, as well if you were not in it. So I thank you for walking through not only my questions but this whole kind of pseudo therapy session with me to come uh-huh. out the other side to say that we really would be a loss without you and that your suit and your pins and in fact I have been. And this is so did good you, for. Did you have, did you have I have been that? given oh, some you of go, your pins. Pin. I yeah. have a superhero pin, and I also have a Rotary Geek pin. Oh, there you go. That were given to me by a past guest, and with how I got connected with you, Rob in Hawaii. Um, oh, oh, Ron, did you? Yeah. Uh, Ron Aubrey, what an awesome guy he is. Yeah, yeah Ron, Ron was on the show, and he he gave yeah. he. Got got these to me, but did you get did you get the certificate that goes with that pin? No, I did not. That's on my website. That's the whole. That's the whole point. The whole the whole thing about the. Sorry to keep going on about this, but the whole thing about those superhero pins was um, that the whole reason I came up with the Rotary Hero pin and the certificate that says, you know, I hereby declare that you are, you know, declared a Rotary superhero for the efforts that you do in changing the world, blah, 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 blah. But the whole point of the pin was to recognise Rotarians and people in the community who fly under the radar a little bit. Or, I mean, if you just like pins, that's fine. Buy the pin, no sweat. (laughs) Not for the sale anymore. But but for the pin, to give it as a gift because people like to feel appreciated. And Mm -hmm. if you have, say, one of your club members, he he or she might have been in the club for 20 years, 30 years, and might, he might always or they might always be at the front table handing out the dinner badges or whatever it right. is. But you decide that, that you know, just say, for example, the guy's name Bob. And so Bob's been in the Rotary for 30 years. He's got Paul Harris fellows. He's got, okay, he's all this sort of stuff. But right. Bob, Bob, all Bob does is he comes in, he helps do a few little things and bits and pieces. He's a bit slow now with what he does, but he just comes and does, puts out the dinner, the, the stuff out on the tables and whatever else. Bob, we think you are a Rotary hero for all the stuff that you've done for Rotary and for us, uh, for our club over the years. And we want to recognize you with a Rotary superhero pin because you're ripping your shirt open like Clark Kent to Superman. And here's the Rotary hero award. And, uh, and that, I mean, it's now, I haven't, um, unfortunately, I'm in trouble with RI for these pins and the license and all this sort of stuff. Anyway, forget about all that. But uh, the whole point of the idea was that it was to make people feel good about themselves and feel good about that they've been, you know, someone thought of them to recognise them in this kind of way. And, uh, you know, I still have certificates on my website if you want to check it out, evanborough.com, they're there. But um, no more pins are available, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the importance of recognising others in a meaningful way like this is, mm. is it's what we keep people engaged and involved. And maybe we just need to design a, a superhero pin that matches our oh, specifications. My God, yeah, that's the yeah, that my my pin making days are over. <laughs> oh well, then I feel very honored that I have a couple of your of your amazing designs, and and never say never because I have a few yeah, ideas right. myself. You never know. Well, that well that Rotary Geek that's by Tiffany Tiffany, um, um, and she um, uh, I think she had uh, she she ran afoul of the same the same uh, rigid rigid approach as well. Anyway, uh, the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. See, we're the gregarious troublemakers. You know, Correct. there is there is room for us. And uh-huh. uh, and don't worry, okay? Don't worry. Well, thank you so much for sharing tomorrow with me. Uh, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for um, 
putting some cracks in those walls. Thank you for uh, being such a presence and thank you for honoring me with an hour of your time. It was such a no joy to meet at you. All. all good. No, I appreciate the opportunity and uh, um, yeah, thanks again for, uh, for giving me that time to, to speak to you today. I appreciate you bet. it. You bet. Thank you so much, Evan, for one of the most personal and heartwarming and thought-provoking conversations that I've had in quite some time. So I ask you, podcasters, is Evan Burrell the future of Rotary or is he a troublemaker? Should he keep designing his pins, wearing his fabulous suit and pushing us out there? Or should he just sit down, be quiet and keep us the way we are. Hmm. I myself uh, go on the troublemaker side of things. I will openly admit I'm not quite ready for the suit, but uh, I do love those pins, Evan. I really do like those pins. Well, that takes us to the end of our podcast this week. As usual, I thank you so much for joining me. And of course, we have that business. If you know someone who you think would be great on the podcast, do let me know. Super easy to get a hold of me, RotarianPod at gmail.com. Also, make sure you tell a friend about the podcast. Have them subscribe and download because as you well know, that makes it easier for other Rotarians and friends to find the podcast. All right, then, until next week, wear a mask, stay six feet apart, take care of yourself and the world around you, and we'll hear you next time on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Have a wonderful week, everybody.